Yes. No, you're not. That's the problem. If you were satisfied, you'd go back to switched-off potential. You wouldn't be here. Let's get this very clear. If you were satisfied, you would not be in this room. Yes? We know that satisfaction is apparent satisfaction. They're not lasting. Mm. So ah, there you go. Now, that's the key point. Not lasting. So I'll just settle for the moment, and I'll chase it. <laughs> yes? Oh, you are. You're always seeking. It's the computer game. It's the foosball. It's the gardening. What else do you do with your time? It's the internet netting. It's the yakking on chat. It's the Facebooking and the twittering. twittering. <laughs> A bunch of twitterers. Yes. I mean, that's what it's about, right? I mean, I mean, Facebook and Twitter could be useful, right? professionally, maybe useful informationally, but 90, from what I can see, 99% of it is, I'm here, here's me, here's more of me, and here's me again. <laughs> here's a picture of me here, and here's a picture of me there. Here's my thoughts on God. Here's my thoughts on music. This is what I like. You're not paying attention? You're still not paying attention? What do you need to get attention? Lasting, not lasting, temporary satisfaction, yes. Yeah. Diversified portfolio. <laughs> you're, inve you're not invested in a stock, you're invested in a mutual fund. And your mutual fund is all the things you do with your time. Yes? So we just accept that there's a cycle of up and down. Uh, of satisfaction being met and then... Well, you can try, but that's the definition of switched off potential. You don't accept it. You transcend it. Yes, life is a cycle of ups and downs, defined by the ego. Up is defined by the ego, and down is defined by the ego. Up is defined by your ego. Hmm? It's your up and your down. Your acceptance of the cycle is you, and you is the problem. Hmm? It's not acceptance of it, it's transcendence of it. That's Buddhahood. Acceptance is a way of trying to switch off. I gotta switch off. Oh, it's too painful. Switch on. Eh, this is too much work. Switch off. Eh, I'm getting dissatisfied. Switch off. Right? Okay, it's looking good today. Switch on. Oh, nope. Switch off. Hmm? You're trying to serve two masters, my friend. Be very clear about it. I mean, that's that's the drive of sexuality, too. The drive to seek what? Birth. Why birth? In order to experience. You seek birth in order to have an experience you cannot have in dream. That's why, you, that's why you're incarnated. That's why you're born into the human flesh. You get another range of experience sensorially that you don't get in dream or bardo. You get the contact. You get the range of smells and the range of touches and the range of tastes and the range of hearing that you don't get in dream, do you? You get interaction with other people which you aren't sure whether you want it or not. Maybe I just die. But then I got the dream people. And dream people I can't get rid of when I want to... I, when, if with real people, I can go to my house and close the door. 
Right? With dream people, there's no house to go to. You're all in the same room. Which is why in the Thousand Arm Fasting Chenrezig Retreat, you often sleep in the same room. Hmm? You live in one room often. Hmm? So that there is no place for you to run, to get away from people when you're tired. Any more than you can run from the bardo. Which is why you seek rebirth again and again. You seek rebirth again and again and again to get away from the experiences of the bardo. To intensify the experiences of, of, of the preference mind in order to get it your way. And then, of course, now you're in that, now you feel isolated. So you're constantly going running home to get away from everybody and then having a party in order not to feel alone. Oh, Friday, I'll just go home and stay by myself and have a quiet night and you get home by yourself, right? And if you turn off the TV and you unplug the radio and you take the computer away and you just leave you in an empty room, you very quickly start thinking, maybe I'll go down to the bar and meet some people, or maybe, you know what I mean? Okay, all right, you don't. It's been a busy month. But after two days, after three days, after four days, after five days, after six days, you're going to start looking for something to do. Because you feel alone, isolated in that body that you've built in order to intensify your experience. But now it's too intense. So you're in and you're out. And so you thank you for proving my point. You're looking to satisfy. You say accept. But you're not accepting. You're not actually satisfying the, 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 the state that you're looking for. You're pacifying it by accepting the normalcy of things. Now, of course, obviously from the point of view of experience, you accept what arises. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to keep you from wondering about Buddhahood. Because fundamentally, what's your primary base, primary cause? You're awake. You're already awakened. And so you're not, the, the satisfaction, even in switched off potential beings, they're still not accepting it. Because don't switched off people get upset? Don't switched off people try to find holidays? Don't switched off people try to form good relationships? course they do why is why aren't they happy i mean they think they're okay right like my parents they, if you ask them if they're happy they go what we're not, we're not we're not happy we're just functioning they don't even know they're unhappy i mean my mother went on about everything she was a great teacher <laughs> only she didn't figure out about transcending the going on about it big difference how many wives does it take before you recognize that the wife is an excuse from looking at the real problem? How many problems does it take before you recognize your problems are self-created? Every single problem you have is yours. You built it, you shaped it, you made it, you created it in order to give yourself something to do. You create attachments in order to try to awaken. And the very nature of the attachment keeps you from the awakening. All right, so how do we eliminate the four impediments? Well, what were we talking about last night? The mentor. So how do you think you eliminate the four impediments? No, you find them. That doesn't mean you're eliminating impediments. Follow their instructions. Sensei, sensei, awaken me. Sensei, sensei, don't tell me what to do. 
Sensei, Sensei, make me feel good. Sensei, Sensei, I don't like that. Well, listening to the instructions is important, but you have to enact them. Well, when Sensei tells me to go to the sauna and have a bath and dwell in peace and bliss, he's so wise. (laughs) When Sensei tells me to stand naked in the swimming pool at two in the morning, he is mean and cruel and unkind. Putting those instructions into practice is, of course, the most difficult thing for you to do because putting those instructions into practice means basically who's talking to you? Mother, probably. I mean, father is just not so important in the end. Well, he was important in the beginning. You know, he's provided some sperm. That was kind of relevant. I hate men. Oh, do you? Then how did you get here, dear? Well, I don't need the man, I just need the sperm, which is <laughs> curiously where a lot of women are getting to these days. Putting those instructions into practice, yes. So, all the good mentors' instructions can be summarized as four topics. Isn't that nice? Just four. Meditations on impermanence. Meditation on the faults of samsara and on actions and their consequences. That's all one. Meditation on samsara's faults and on actions and their consequences. Cause and effect of karma. Meditation on love and compassion and the teachings concerning the cultivation of bodhicitta. Bodhicitta is the aspiration. As Baba Ramdas said, you know Baba Ramdas? As Baba Ramdas said, right, I don't meditate to awaken, I meditate to want to awaken. How do I get my aspiration to awaken stronger? Well, one way to do it would be to meditate on the faults of samsara and the cause and effect of actions. What is the result of your action? What is the result of your temper tantrum? What is the result of your greed? What is the result of your attachment to your tribal mentality? What is the result of the attachment to your tribal mentality? You're going to be reborn again and again and again in the same tribe. You're going to be reborn Jewish again and again and again. You're going to be reborn Christian again and again and again. You're going to be reborn Chinese again and again and again. You're going to be reborn Japanese again and again and again. You're going to be reborn in that high school called the United States again and again and again. I mean, that's the nature of tribal consciousness. It's prepubescent. The tribes try to solve it by having something they called rites of passage, sending you out on your own. Now, be very clear about this. Traditionally, historically, rites of passage, not every kid made it. The boys were sent out into the wilderness by themselves at a very young age, nine, what, 11, 12, 13 into the wilderness on your own and survive for a week or a month. And when you came back, you were accepted as being a man. If you're a woman, you were shut in. Because the nature of birth, right? You're shut in. You were alone. You lived in a dark room by yourself for weeks. Nobody talking to you. Nobody to relate to. Nothing to do. 
No berries to pick, no dishes to wash, no tables to set. Oh, you go, wow, that would be great. But what happens when you go on holiday? Do you just sit in your room and do nothing? No, you run around, you go to things. and It's not work, right? What happens if you were a tour guide? All the places you go to as a tourist, imagine you're the tour guide. Now holiday becomes a job. You're doing the same thing. Okay. Advice on how to meditate on permanence. Advice on how to meditate on the shortcomings of samsara and on actions and their consequences. Advice on how to cultivate love and compassion. And advice on cultivating a most enlightened attitude, bodhicitta. So what was our problem? Why didn't we awaken? What were the the four... The four hindrances, or the four attachments, right? The four impediments. And now you have the four meditations. So the meditation of impermanence gets you over the attachment of the experiences of this life. If you have attachment to the experiences of this life, meditate on impermanence. If you have attachment to worldly well-being, meditate on samsara's shortcomings. If you have attachment to the well-being of peace, Meditation on love and compassion. If you have ignorance about how to attain Buddhahood, meditate on the bodhicitta, how to cultivate the awakening mind. Eh? Very clear, very straightforward, very simple, very precise. All you got to do is do it, will I will, just as soon as I go to the onsen. Have a nice teishoku, maybe a beer, a bit of atsukan. Well, maybe actually been a hard month, maybe a lot of Atsukan. <laughs> oh, and look at that pretty girl over there. Hmm, maybe I can put her into the package. An onsen, some Atsukan, and that pretty girl over there. But you're fickle, aren't you? Girls, please, ladies, you're just as fickle as men are. You're just fickle for different things. So the men substitute in other girls, and women substitute in window dressings, or whatever. Yeah, I know some of you women. No, no, lots of men, but it's not true. Nah, fundamentally, it's fundamentally for women, it's not lots of men. Women are every bit as object oriented as men are. Men just like to see the parts move. <laughs> women just like to see how they look together. <laughs> <laughs> women want a red car. Men want a 350 Hemi with an overdrive, 74.3, and a four-speed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Women don't like how the car looks next to the house. <laughs> Men want to impress the girls with how many cars are in front of the driveway. <laughs> yes, you laugh. So, these four points, the practice of and the Remedy two, the four impediments and the four practices, basically cover all the teachings. Every teaching out there in any tradition is more or less about this. Christian, Buddhist, Islam, Shinto, shamanistic, Hindu. Yabba Yabba. Every myth, archetype, psychology, it's all an attempt, more or less, to get to the same place. Taking refuge, right? Taking refuge in what? Your job, your relationship, your career, 
your preferences, where does that end up? Or you take refuge in the bodhicitta, you take refuge in the awakened mind. The awakened mind, by the way, doesn't end any of these things. It doesn't end anything. You don't lose anything with awakening except your suffering. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. All you lose is your preference mind. Well, if the universe has 60 billion things in it, and you like five, <laughs> and hate 59 billion, or you could actually kind of like 60 billion things. You are greedy, aren't you? If you're going to be greedy, be really greedy. Want it all? Oh, no, no. I want a brown-haired man. He's just going to be six foot two, brown-haired, thin, and not vain. Take refuge. And uh, through to the meaning of the two types of no-self. What are you taking refuge in? You want to know the teaching in, in, in principle? You just ask yourself, what am I taking refuge in? And if you're taking refuge in the round of samsara, you are taking refuge in suffering. And the reason you don't really believe it is because you don't think it's suffering. You think you're going to get what you want. And sometimes, momentarily, you do. But it isn't good enough. And the depth of your being knows it isn't good enough because she's going to die on you. Those lovely protuberances are going to drop and get wrinkled, hunched over with no teeth. Oh, terribly appealing, isn't she? No, 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 no. I want her to be 16 or whatever, forever young. You can see the shortcomings of samsara. Okay, so what are you taking refuge in? Well, we suggest you take refuge in the fact that every woman is infinitely desirable. Everyone. Every man is infinitely perfect. Well, never met a man you couldn't fix, right? <laughs> never met a woman you couldn't make a little bit prettier. Well, why is it that the women are having plastic surgery and pumped up and pumped down? You know, get rid of the cellulite, you know, lose some weight, gain some weight, get a hairdo, makeup. What are you taking refuge in, my friends? Through to the two types of non-self. All right. So that's, that's what the refuge is. You take refuge in the teachings, you take refuge in the instructions of the mentor. And the instruction, the mentor is also in a book. Now, the reason you prefer mentors in books rather than mentors in person it's because you can just close the book. <laughs> and you can also close the mentor. The door is there. For more information, please visit clearskycenter.org. That's C-L-E-A-R-S-K-Y-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. Thank you.